Welcome to this edition of Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Oh, it really has felt so cold recently. But even with that icy north wind keeping the temperature stubbornly low, you don't have to look hard to see signs of spring. And whilst I can't see my warm coat going away for a little while yet, it is only February and the effects of climate change apparently are evident even at this time of year. Now, next Wednesday, the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust are joining with other organisations to ask us to show the love for our climate. Charlotte Hussey explained what it's all about. Charlotte, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So what's, um, what's Show the Love about? I mean, it's, an, it's a national thing, isn't it? It is, yes. Um, it's an annual day um, held on the 14th, Valentine's Day, and it's held by the Climate Coalition, which is a group of over 130 organisations, uh, one of which is the Wildlife Trusts. Um, and the organisations reach across the UK to show love for all the things we want to protect from climate change and to ask politicians to put aside their differences and commit to whatever is necessary to protect them. OK. I, I mean, I was thinking... I, it does seem that um, climate change seems to have taken a, a bit of a step back recently. I mean, we, we seem to perhaps be focusing on other environmental issues. I mean, I'm thinking of plastics, for example. What, do, do you think that's right? Have we taken our eye off the ball a bit? Um, I mean, I think that it all feeds into a common goal, which is fantastic. I think more and more people are thinking of the environment as a whole. Um, there's widespread agreement among scientists that we are living in an era of accelerated climate change. And much of that can be attributed to increased human activity. And there are so many people working hard to mitigate the effects of climate change. But it's just essential that we do keep that impact in mind and have meaningful conversations around how we can help and just continually ask our politicians to keep it high on their agenda. Right. OK. And so, as you say, hopefully the Show the Love Day will will keep pushing it up back yeah, to start that conversation again yeah yeah keep reminding us so i mean are we seeing effects on wildlife locally what i mean what effect are you seeing that climate change is having on the the wildlife in, in reserves around hertfordshire uh you can see uh that certain birds are sort of migrating earlier chicks might be being born earlier and on the face of it of course some of that can look quite positive yeah. um, and i think that's a difficulty um, of processing climate change sometimes there are there are always going to be winners and losers when it comes to climate change. Mm. And while a warmer climate will benefit some species, such as the birds breeding earlier, um, there's, this is also going to be countered by extreme weather events and massively negative impacts on others. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, that's right. I mean, I do tend to think that, you know, extreme cold killing off, um, you know, hard winters, killing off birds and this sort of thing, it, that's quite easy to understand, isn't it? But I, I assume the same is that it is, is, is holds true for extreme heat in the middle of summer. Is that is that right? Yeah, it, it can really really hugely affected those variations in temperature the wildlife isn't used to it our wildlife is finely tuned we've got birds migrating at very specific times of year to take advantage of certain insect populations for example and if that balance is altered whilst it might seem a few degrees warmer to us and quite nice um, that can actually have you know devastating effects on our wildlife yeah okay so it's an important thing we really mustn't keep our eye off it so what will be happening um, at your show the love event it's on it's next wednesday isn't it yes it's next wednesday it's valentine's day. Um, our offices are based in Verilamian Park, uh, Grebe House, um, and we've got a wildlife garden attached to that. So we'll be outside of there and we'll be encouraging people to write down their wildlife pledge on a green heart. So the action they'll take um, to, right. to help halt climate change um, and they can add that to our wish wall. We'll also be making hearts out of willow. Um, we'll be planting flowers that people can take to home and you can also just come along and find out more about climate change. Okay. Um, and do we need to book for this? Nope. Um, you just come along between 11 and 2 p.m. 
there's no cost and everybody's welcome. Right, okay. It, it, I mean, it does sound like you put it on sort of a half-term and things. Is it just for kids or, you know, if I didn't have kids with me, could I still come and filter? It's a good thing to do. We would love you to come along with, you, with kids or not. With children, we can start that conversation early, which is brilliant. And if you're an adult, we'd love to delve a little bit more in depth with you. Okay. So just remind us um, just a, a, a few things about the kind of things generally that you'd like us to, to do to help prevent climate change? So you can do really simple things on an everyday level. So, for example, um, if you own a home, you can make easy switches like changing your light bulbs to LEDs and unplugging your electronics when they're not in use. Um, You can just walk more. So if you're going to school or work, you can walk there and take that pressure off using using your car. Um, You can use reusable packaging, insulate your home effectively and buy things with a lower carbon footprint. So when you go to the supermarket, think about what's in season and buy locally. So it hasn't had to travel as far to you right okay so there are amongst those some really easy things that we can all do to help things that yeah they're they're not hard work and they won't take a long time out your life it's just it's just thinking about it and doing it exactly well let's hope that that's what you achieve next week get us thinking about these things again thank you thanks charlotte and I was talking there to Charlotte Hussey of the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust. And as she said there, Show the Love event will be at Grebehouse. That's just in the middle of Verulamian Park, and that's on Valentine's Day. Now, another organisation that's concerned about the effects of climate change are the Woodland Trust. You'll remember that they're the people that are um, planting up the lovely Heartwood Forest. Now, of course, they they want us to do all these great things to keep our climate safe, but but they're also asking for our help in another way. They want us to actually record the signs of spring around us as part of their Nature's Calendar project. Now, I spoke to Holly Anderson of um, Woodland Trust. She's at their headquarters in Grantham to find out more. Holly, thank you for joining me. So, um... Why, uh, why is it a good time of year to measure the effect of, of, of climate change and weather on wildlife? Well, basically, when the Woodland Trust Nature's Calendar Project is a phenological project. And what that means is it's a study of the changing seasons. And even though a lot of people don't seem to think that it's springtime until we hit the Easter period and um, things like that, actually we start recording spring from the January of every single year. So in the phenological calendar, there are only two seasons. You don't have um, winter or summer. It's purely spring and autumn. And that's because the changes happen throughout that time period. And the very early signs of spring will be happening even now, even though you may not have noticed it. All right, okay. Well, that's interesting. So just just the two periods of of change. So just at either end of of the sort of growing year, as it were. Exactly. So it's either when things are starting to wind down and we see the leaves fall or it's when we finally see them come back into budburst. So it's very much about the life cycle of especially flora in particular, I think. Yeah. OK. Um, well, we've, um, we've, we've just heard from 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 Charlotte about, um, you know, things are waking up from winter earlier. Um, it, we might not have seen this for ourselves yet, but it is. I mean, why is it worth recording these changes? Well, when you record with nature's calendar specifically, it's not just us looking at what you've seen on that one tiny spectrum. What it really is, is you supplying data that feeds into a huge database. And 
every single time you add a piece of data, it makes it richer and more detailed, and we get an idea of the UK as a whole. So it's very much about feeding into a national view of what is actually happening to our flora and fauna, and actually how fluctuations may appear in different parts of the country, and some of the different changes that we may have at different times of year. So it's about being part of that larger, wider citizen science project. Okay, and, and what, what difference does this make to what you do as the Woodland Trust? Well, I think first and foremost, it's us being able to collect data and contribute to the scientific studies that are happening around us. Um, So it's about understanding the effects of climate change and being able to interpret them better. And what that then means is that we then can assess how we're managing woodlands and whether that needs to change. But also, it's about what we're actually looking after in the long term, not just the woods itself, but everything inside of it. Yes, of course. And the studies go further as well. Um, There's been a recent study that has shown that actually nature's calendar data can be used to detect species decline. So it's not even just about those changes, it's also about population as well. Right, okay. Which sounds all really interesting and really important, and as you say, a great thing to contribute to. So um, tell us about the kind of things that you want us to look out for then. Well, at this time of year, um, we've seen a lot of stuff come through quite early. So we were recording things like Budburst last October, which is really quite scary. But last, Sorry, so for this spring, last October? Yes, we had a, some shows of spring before Christmas last year, which is really surprising. Um, we are getting that more and more, and a lot of them are anomalies but you do still see it, and people can now send in pictures when they record in Nature's Calendar, so we have that proof that, yes, that is actually happening, and yes, that is a catkin with snow in the background, which is very bizarre. Um, But we're still looking for the sort of initial signs of spring at the moment, so that covers things from bud burst in trees, which obviously your ID skills need to be quite good, um, but also snowdrops and frog spawn as well. So when snowdrops first come into bloom, most people have already seen that by now. Yes. Um, but we are expected to see more and more frog spawn coming out. Yeah. And also things such as hazel flowering. So that's when you see those catkins appear, which is a little bit easier to ID as well. Yes. Um, and then some other species we record as well, such as birds, we'll expect to see rooks starting to nest quite soon as well. Right. So it's all dependent on your personal knowledge. And some people will only ever record the one species because they use that one tree in their garden but some people go a lot further than that but the important thing is it has to be an area that you're probably quite familiar with so you know when the changes have happened because we need to record when you see that change for the first time right and saying that you've seen a bare tree in autumn isn't enough it needs to be the first time you've gone that tree is now bare yes we know at what point that has actually happened as a change so as you say perhaps the tree you see in your garden or just outside your house or something like that it is or Mm. on the way to the station or something or I mean I was wondering actually is this the kind of thing that that children could help with you know perhaps the tree on the way to school for example well I think it's definitely worth getting them to help you as you go around spotting it's certainly you know as you say during the walk to school or if you go to the park regularly getting them to notice those changing seasons is a really good lesson in how the world works and it will also improve their ID skills as well Mm. and it there are simple things, you know, like I said, about looking out for frog spawn and things like that. They're all easy things that they can get involved with yes. and learn from. But also, if you feel that even your ID skills are perhaps in need of shaping up before you tackle citizen science, yes. we do also run a club called Nature Detectives. And what that is, is it's a load of free activities that are online that you can print off or download as 
spotter sheets, etc., to go out and do with your kids. So it's a really good like, little leaping pad before you go on to citizen science or something that they can do while you're doing your own thing as well. Brilliant. Sounds like a fantastic thing to do over half term. And as you say, actually just a lovely way of, of actually having an excuse to get out and, and look at the wildlife that's on your doorstep. Exactly. Brilliant. Well, um, Holly, thank you very much indeed. Oh, before you go, how do we record our findings? It's really simple. If you go onto a search engine and search for Nature's Calendar, it will come up right at the top. You simply register online and then you can start recording. And we've had a recent web redesign as well, which means you can use it on your phone. And after you've made records, you can go and look at live maps as well to see where else things have been spotted and how yours fits into the wider of things which is really interesting brilliant holly thank you very much indeed for telling us all about that and i was talking there to holly anderson of the woodland trust i didn't do very well there nearly letting her disappear without finding out exactly what you should do with all of your carefully observed information it sounds great there doesn't it really good to think that you can contribute to such an important um, science project and, and learn so much more about things in nature happening around us. Really good for all of us. Um, I'll put the information about the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust show the love event and the Woodland Trust Nature's Calendar on the environment page of the Radio Verulam website. That's radioverulam.com forward slash environment. Um, And whilst you're out with the kids, um, they can make good use of their phones and start taking photos for the Living St Albans photo competition. But you might remember is being run by Sustainable St Albans Week. Um, A few weeks ago, we had Caroline from Sustainable St Albans Week and she um, told us how um, kids can take photos of things around St Albans, something to do with sustainability or nature, really quite a sort of a a wide topic. Um, And there's a £100 prize in each school age category for the winner. So well worth giving it a go. Um, If you take a look again on the Radio Verulam website, there's all the details there so that you can see where to submit those wonderful photos. Um, and if you're looking for something a little bit more structured for the kids to do over half turn, remember that the um, there's the Family Conservation Day on Harpenden and Common on Monday. That's 10 till 1 when you and the kids can go and spend the morning working outside, carrying out a range of practical conservation tasks to help with the habitat, habitat management at the Common. Now, there's going to be hot drinks and biscuits so that, you know, even if it is really, really cold, you'll be able to keep nice and warm. Um, and you do need to book that on the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust website. Now, perhaps um, more for you rather than the kids. Um, the, again, the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust, they've got a talk. Now, that's next Thursday at Park Hall in Harpenden. And it's about the geology of Hertfordshire and how it affects what lives here. Now, before you say that sounds really, really dull, do you know, it really isn't. I just sort of thought I'll just have a little look into this, you know, see what it's about. Um, did you know that Hatfield used to be on the River Thames? Hatfield on Thames. Couldn't things have been so different? And that the Thames ran into the River Rhine as well. Amazing. So I think that sounds really good. Anyway, the talk is by John Myers, and it's suitable for beginners, so people like me who don't know much about um, geology, and anybody interested in how the underlying geology of Hertfordshire influences the variety of habitats and wildlife found in the sort of natural places that the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust um, look after. And they say it's suitable for adults and for older children. Um, Doors will open at 7 o'clock 
um, for a start at 7.30 and they'll have a short break for refreshments. Um, and again, you need to book that on the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust website. Or for something a little bit different, you could go to the um, Dunstable Downs. Um, that's next week, um, 10 till 4, Monday and Wednesday. Um, and the idea is that you spend some time with the National Trust astrologer learning about the stars. Um, apparently they've got um, somewhere there that you can look at the stars. Who knew? I certainly didn't. Um, sounds really good. Um, and you need to book a time slot on the National Trust website. So do go and take a look at that. That would certainly be something a little bit different to do over half term, wouldn't it? So as I said, all of the information about today's show can be found on the environment page of the Radio Verulam website, Radio Verulam dot com forward slash environment you can listen to um the podcast of this show there got loads of podcasts from this show and from other shows so if you missed a show you can listen back to it um and do get in touch with us you can tweet us at rv underscore environment you can email us at environment on rv at gmail.com and you can also find us on facebook as well and as i say always great to hear your ideas any requests for things that you'd like to hear about on your environment show on your local radio station now i'm going to be back with you at the same time next week in the meantime uh, stay nice and warm and thank you for listening <laughs>